Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Inspired Action Life Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Baldridge. And today, I thought I would hop on and do kind of a quick episode. Um, I've been kind of kicking some things around here, doing some behind-the-scenes planning, uh, trying to kick off another, I guess you can call it a branch off of my coaching business, and um, exploring new avenues with this. So with that, one of my goals is to try and um, experience new things that I haven't done before. Because it's a little hard to talk about some new experiences on my podcast or with my coaching if I've never tried them myself. Um, And just to try to vet a situation out, like, is this something I want to promote or is this something I would use personally or so on and so forth. So one of the things that I wanted to um, look into was the various modalities of energy healing. Now, that has been interesting (laughs) because... There's different types of energy healing, as probably some of you know. And so I've talked to one of my friends who does um, a couple different kinds that I don't even know that we have practitioners around here that do the kind that she does. So anyway, long story short, I just picked one and I went to it. Now, the reason I am bothering telling you about any of this is because... It really was, um, shall we say, eye-opening, as in third eye-opening. Ha, pun completely intended here. So I really was not completely surprised by the outcome of some of the uh, feedback I got from the energy healer that I went with. And um, also... It really got me thinking as to how the outcome and some of the uh, findings that they found really related to my life as it is right now and who I have always been and who I continue to be. Because they get a little personal and say, okay, well, you've got all of these blockages because it could be trauma, it could be, you know, all of these things. Because no one gets through life unscathed, right? So we all have issues that we get through and... um we stuff them down. We don't deal with our feelings a lot of times all the way from childhood on up to now, you know, relationships, our spouses, our kids, things can be difficult and we don't always have the time or mental energy to really kind of lean into these problems. We sort of stuff them down and move on because there's too many other things to do, right? And that's the human condition. So uh, that's not unusual whatsoever. But the the other side of that is that that energy and those emotions and those feelings do actually still reside inside of you in one way or another. Whether it's just an energy presence, whether it's completely blocked over into your subconscious mind or whatever it is. But eventually it resurfaces, as you've always heard that saying, how old wounds always resurface in another form, right? So it'll come out and you're acting out in some certain way or you're really triggered by certain situations and and this and that. So... Anyway, I thought I would share some of the kind of high-level things that uh, happened with this energy healing, which 
I thought was like so wild. I did not know what to expect because I really don't know much about this. <laughs> um, but one of the things that was crazy is once I started to um, kind of relax and let, you know, let the process begin and, you know, um, she plays like music and doesn't really put, you know, the hands on you, but sort of hovers hands, um, and whatnot. (laughs) So, so anyway, I started to relax and, um, sort of listening to that, that music and just getting quiet and trying to meditate because that's another thing that I've been, um, trying to actually get a certification in. I'm pretty much done with that. So I've gotten really good at meditating. So I thought, well, this is the perfect time to do this and get really centered and try to really find out, like what this is about and if this is um legit okay not not legit but you know what i mean like if it has some value that was really uh resonating with me so that's more the way i was looking at it does this resonate with me so uh, not even 5 minutes not even 5 minutes into this whole practice that we started all of a sudden my right side went completely numb Okay, yes, numb, numb, couldn't feel my hands, couldn't move my arms, uh, couldn't feel my feet, my ankles. It was crazy. Now, again, remember, they're not even touching you. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I guess something's working here. Um, All right, something's kind of crazy, but let's go with this. So I decided to really lean into it instead of letting my logical mind, as it always does, find a reason to go, oh my God, what's going on, you know, and overthink it. I just let it be. I just let myself go and be numb and really embrace the experience while I was there. So um, I did that and it continued to stay numb for the entire appointment that I was there laying on that bed up until she lifted her hands from again not on me but just kind of hovering when she was done then the numbness stopped and I started to get feeling back okay so right there I'm thinking all right something had to have uh, occurred (laughs) you know something had to have happened and it was crazy but it was really um I was anxious to hear what she had to say because I, I could tell there was heavy concentration on her end and I just was really anxious to see what the feedback was. I mean, that could, it, she could have said anything. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know nothing of this type of world, you know, so um, I've always just more stayed in the traditional modalities of, you know, physical um, things to, to purge my body of pain. So like even chiropractics and massage therapy and things like that. So I've really never done anything that's a little outside the box like this. So anyway, the long story short is she was kind of saying things to me that about blockages that I had that completely hit directly home with me because she was saying that certain areas had energy blocks like solar plexus um, had a big blockage. And that's so funny because that was one of the reasons I came to her was just having all the ideas, having all the information, having all the downloads, but not acting on it. So it's that lack of motivation, but lack of um, 
a belief that you are worthy enough to go forward and, and try this something new because you're not top of your class and you don't have a thousand designations behind your name in this area. And, you know, you're not going to be respected because you don't have ABC 6910 behind your name or whatever it is, you know, whatever the various degrees and things that, that quote, the people find respectful. <laughs> So anyway, those are the various things that go through the back of my mind that I don't always um, let control me. But really, if I sat down and thought about it, I actually have been letting them control me because I haven't taken the more crucial action-oriented steps that take even more risk because we're talking money risk now. And I'm getting a little more used to putting myself out there and taking the risk of people saying, what are you doing? Like, why are you even doing this? How are you? What makes you think that you can do this? I mean, you're just average, average lady down the street, you know, or whatever. So I've gotten a little uh, not comfortable, okay, but more comfortable from where I was when I started out in this whole coaching path. So um, that all made perfect sense that, yep, Yep, and you tend to listen to what other people want you to do instead of just trusting your gut, trusting your own instinct. You know, you tend to let everybody else um, speak in to your plans and say, well, you should do this, and how about you do this, and how about you do that, and, you know, and you just go along with it because then that makes you stop from um, having to think it through and take the risk because you can then kind of secretly go, okay, well, if it didn't work, then, okay, well, it, it wasn't my plan uh, or, you know, or whatever. You can find a thousand reasons to make all these stupid excuses for yourself as to why you're still standing in the same spot that you were last year at this time or two years ago or whatever it is, right? So, that was really um, enlightening, but not surprising, right? So that she was able to see that because she doesn't know me from Adam. You know, she doesn't know anything about me. What I did as for a living, we didn't talk about any of that. We just said, why am I here? And I, you know, basically said, just feeling, mm, I don't know, confused, need some clarity, whatever. So, um, so that was an interesting one because that is clearly me. And if you've listened to any of my old podcast, you would know that, you know, always been out there very vocal about the fact that I am a crazy, like people pleaser, you know, or I'm working out of that now. Okay. But that was my main, like normal settings. Like the factory settings were you are a people pleaser. So I'm an empath. I want to please everybody. I want everyone else to be comfortable and happy, even at the risk of me not being comfortable and happy. So um, this is the story of my life. So was I surprised? No, of course not. Um, and especially in this day and age, there's a lot of influence, right? So this is going to come around. I'm going to circle around, back around to this on this podcast. Um, lots of convincing trying to go on and persuading and you don't know what you're talking about because we know better you know kind of one of those things listen to our opinion or listen to us because we know more than you and you don't know anything and you need to do what we want you to do that type of stuff you know if you are listening to the constant battering ram of you know influences outside influences whether it's on social media or the news or whatever you know lots of strong arming going on 
And if I didn't have time to think about it, or if I didn't have like strong feelings or convictions one way or the other, it would just be easy to go, okay, well, everyone else is doing it, so I'm doing it. So this comes into play. So I'll circle back around to that. Of course, the other blockage goes hand in hand with the, with the people-pleasing part of me is the throat shock, chakra. So there was big blockage there, big blockage there, <laughs> not speaking up for myself. So it's not necessarily speaking my truth because as you know, I'm on this podcast and I'm constantly speaking kind of from my point of view, um, the the journey of how I have come into slowly but surely speaking my truth, right? And, and kind of having my voice heard. But the blockage is, is that again, when you have a contrary opinion, your voice gets silenced. And so therefore, you know, from the powers that be, and therefore your opinion or your perception or your reasonings for it um, are completely just annihilated. Just, just forget it. Just you're invisible. So that feeling of being invisible um, in all parts of my life, um, have always been a problem because you always feel like you are not, um, I don't know, speaking up in the right way to make it more convincing what you're trying to say, especially when you're trying to kind of defend yourself or defend your decision or defend your plan or defend your dream or whatever it is, you know, just stand up for yourself and, and go, I don't care what you think I'm doing this type of thing. And I've never really been good at that because I'm a peacemaker and I'm a people pleaser and I respect other people's times and opinions and anything they pour into me or anything that they have given to me. I respect that and I appreciate it so much. I want them to feel appreciated even if I disagree with them or even if I, you know, I'm just not completely aligned. Um, and again, that goes in all parts of my life or your life or whoever. It's just that feeling of not being able to do what you want to do because you feel like you're being silenced. Um, because, well, this is the prevailing opinion and you should do everyone that's going in the wide gate, you know, the herd that's having, you know, heading into the wide gate, surely that's the right way to go. So you should go. And for some reason, I don't always head into the wide gate. I always, I mean, I don't always want to, shall I say, but then I do, <laughs> I still do. So of course I'm left with that feeling of being silenced, right? So there you go. Um, but that is, that's a lifelong thing. That's, that's a me problem, obviously. So that's just, that was interesting that she called that out saying that's definitely something that has got you completely locked because when that's blocked, then so is your creativity, the full access to your creativity, which is of course the reason I went there because I can't seem to get the full um, picture. Like I have all the pieces and parts. I just don't have that oomph to go and put it all together. Right. So that was, that was an interesting, but then the more validating thing that, which I really loved, um, hearing because it was just more validation that, um, the thing that was really the most free flowing for me, and it was unsurprising for me to hear this was the third eye. <laughs> so I was just really validated by that because, you know, basically the third eye means that you, you are highly intuitive and you tend to trust your inner 
guidance, your intuition, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, um, you trust that as the, as the um, what should we say, the guidepost for your life, as opposed to what intellect says, well, all these doctors and this and that and all the, the you know, everything that's worked traditionally in this world, you know, has already been found. So that's the way you need to do it. And a lot of times that is true. But then there's other times where there is a strong, 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 strong intuition that says, ah, yeah, no, 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 this isn't for you. That doesn't mean it's not for everybody. It just isn't for me type of thing. There's been a lot of situations where that has been the case, where I don't always trust intellect over intuition. And so, again, remember how I said, like with the, the um, solar plexus, where I feel intimidated by the, well, what's everyone going to think? Because I don't have 20,000 initials behind my, behind my name. And, oh, God, you know, you're just Tom, Dick, and Harry from down the road or whatever. <laughs> Why should we listen to you? But... But my intuition is so very vivid and strong and always has been. But as a kid, I didn't even realize that. Like, I didn't realize that everybody wasn't like that. I just thought everybody was. I did not realize that having, um, yeah, it sounds kind of crazy, but like having like little visions, I don't know, weird visions of things that I would see happening or I could see happening preemptively before they did happen. Um, or, um, and nothing bad or crazy. You know, I'm not talking like, you know, some big world events or anything like that. I don't mean that. But just little things that I would see that would happen either for my life or somebody else's life and my family or whatever. And then it would actually happen that way. I'd have all these weird deja vus, right? So, you know, I'm sure all of you have had deja vus. I just feel like I've always had a lot of them. And so I tend to always be in, and anyone who knows me personally will know that I get very opinionated and very strong about my opinions, and this is why. Because it doesn't come from a place, a lot of times, I'm not saying all the time, because sometimes ego does take over. Let's be real, I'm a human. But a lot of my convictions, like core principles, core convictions, come from intuition, not from ego. So, so when I feel really like bothered and in my soul about it, I feel like I'm actually like doing something wrong. Like when I go against that intuition. So it's really hard for me. So I get really steadfast in my thoughts and in what I believe. And what I really didn't realize is that a lot of people aren't like that. (laughs) And so I, I mean, I read this, it was funny, I read this post from a guy on LinkedIn that said, and I totally related to this, because this is something that um, has happened to my husband and I and my kids, like he was at Disney, and they were leaving, and um, there was this long line to get out the gate to let them out, right, so, and they were all spaced out because of, you know, COVID or whatever, um, but then he realized he kind of looked and there was all these other gates, but everyone was lined up at this one gate. So just because he was a curious mind and, and challenged the norm and challenged the intellect of everybody else in line, he went over to one of these other gates and guess what? The gate was open. I'm like, what? so what do you think he did? Of course, he gathered up his family, gathered up himself, and he went out the gate 
right? And he, he was saying how he was getting so many dirty looks because the people in the line were so mad at him that he challenged the norm and it was still worked out okay because they were all heading to the same place. And if Disney didn't want him to go through that gate, then that gate would have been locked. Or a, or a worker would have said, no, 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 we're not using that gate. But that didn't happen. So that's the funniest thing because I was thinking, yes, that something similar like that has happened to us totally. Like my husband's a lot more bold than me. So he would be like, I'm going to go see if this gate is open. And yes, does it make me cringe? Of course it does. Because I don't want to, as the old rule follower, people pleaser, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to like, you know, step on toes. But if you really look at it, what the hell? What, why would we all stand in line for 30 minutes to get out one gate when six different gates are open? What? What? Who does that? You know what I'm saying? And I just laughed. I mean, it's not like laugh, ha, ha, that's hilarious. But it was so ironic because, yeah, that was a, a perfect symbolism um, from where he was at to kind of how I'm feeling right now um, in different situations and have always felt in my life. Like, I can see the obvious answer, but no one else sees it. (laughs) Like, the things are so obvious to me, but they aren't obvious to everybody. And because it's obvious to me where I'm at, and I guess I've always taken it as a personal download from God for me. And I, I believe that all of us have those because what is right and correct for me isn't going to be correct for you. So that's the way I know that. But the reason that I have the strong conviction is because it was downloaded. Downloaded. Those are the things that I will not budge on. I will not. I will not budge. Will not. Will not budge. But a lot of other things, if they aren't downloaded, then I find myself being persuaded. So there you go. And I can't get the downloads because I'm always blocked because of all of my other deprogramming that I need to do. So I just thought that was just so, oh, I loved it. It was just so insightful. It just really gave me a lot of insight whether or not anybody, you know, um, has been to an energy healer, whether you think it's a real thing or whether you don't. I don't know. My husband's, of course, always a naysayer about stuff like that. But when I was telling him some of the things that she told me, he was mildly intrigued about the fact that it was pinpoint accurate. Um, Some of the, you know, things that she was saying and not knowing me coming in. So she couldn't have known that, you know, because I didn't write that down anywhere. She had no knowledge of me. So that's why I wanted to see if it worked because I wanted to just make sure I had no attachments to anybody. So I didn't go to my friend who was an energy healer because I'm like, okay, well, you already know me. So I need to go somebody who doesn't know me. (laughs) So that's why I did it like that for my first time just to kind of see how it all works. So I would, I would really encourage anybody to try new things. And if that's something that does interest you, I mean, by all means, it's just very low maintenance. You go in there and just go in with an open heart and an open spirit so that you can kind of go a little deeper 
with the understanding of yourself and understand why you think the way you think, why you are the way you are, why your life is the way it is. Because it's all of these things. It's a really big puzzle. And that's just one of the pieces. And I really appreciated the experience. So I just thought I would share it with you guys and see what your experiences have been or have you ever tried it and just encourage you to open up and broaden your horizons a little bit. Give it a try. What do you have to lose? I mean, to try something, if you're feeling like, oh, I just can't move forward. I feel stuck. I feel, I don't know. I feel heavy. I feel sad or I just feel blocked or whatever it is. If you're trying to do something new and you just can't get to that next step, why not? Why not try something, these other modalities that could help you? So just a little encouragement. Um, It was really, uh, really introspective for me and I loved it. And I will absolutely go back again and try it more just to keep regular and keep those chakras aligned and flowing and really understanding a little bit more about that part of us, the chakra system. Again, nothing I grew up with, but I find it fascinating, intriguing because it's so pinpoint accurate in a lot of areas in my life and I would presume in yours too. So anyway, just thought I would share that with you. I hope this resonates with some of you and uh, everybody have a great week. Thanks. Bye-bye.